0: Welcome to the Granite Gals Podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the Great Mountains. I am Alexandra Hur. And I am Sage Hur. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Due to the recent stay-at-home ordinance in New Hampshire, we have decided that we are going to postpone our grid goals and stick to local trails for now. For everyone's safety, we encourage everyone else, especially those who travel from out of state, to stay home as well. Everyone, please stay healthy and enjoy the outdoors while staying close to home. Today, we are interviewing Serena Ryan. She owns the Notch Hostel, which is along the Appalachian Trail and in North Woodstock. She has hiked in many different places, um, including the White. Welcome. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. So, when why did you start hiking, and why do you like to hike?
1: That's a great question. Why don't I like to hike? <laughs> I like everything about hiking. Um, I started... I grew up in a small town about an hour outside of Boston, so I grew up with walks in the woods, but I never did any big hikes, never climbed a 4,000-footer or anything like that until August of 2012. I was uh, about 23 or so, and... um, maybe 22 and I saw some friends that were hiking in the whites on Facebook actually I just like saw photos of of them on some hikes and was really intrigued so I contacted them and said hey where where is that and like where should I go I want to hike up there like what should I do and um the person I spoke with just only had one recommendation for me and he said Go to Franconia Ridge, hike up the old Bridal Path, and hike down Falling Waters, and that's what I did. And I've been, I was complete. I just completely fell in love with the White Mountains on that hike. Um, I've been coming up here almost every until I moved up here. I, I I just started coming up every single weekend, and I would pack my bags, you know, before work. I I was lurking in Waltham so I would, like, pack my bags um, before work on Friday, and then I would get out of work uh, Friday afternoon and get up here as fast as I could to beat the traffic and then stay until Sunday night, sometimes even Monday morning I'd drive back. (laughs) (laughs) And then I moved up here.
0: Uh, What is your favorite 4K and why?
1: Definitely West Bond. It is in the middle of the Pemajawasit Wilderness. It takes a really long time to get there. It's one of the most remote peaks in the Whites, and it's got, I think, one of the best views. Um, For me, just knowing when I'm up there, knowing where I am, knowing how many mountains I'm surrounded by, It's just really astonishing, and I feel – I always feel really connected with nature when I'm up there. Um, It's just a very unique summit. I still remember going up there with my dog, Delilah, and both of us just took a nap up there. It was like middle of the summer, nobody up there. And, um, yeah, it's really something else. So I would have to say West Bond. Yeah, I love that one too. Yeah, what's your favorite?
0: <laughs> I I do have trouble answering this question. Um You asked it a lot. Um I feel like Moosamok. Um I like Bongliff too. Yes.
1: I mean, honestly they're all special in their own way. You know, I've got I've had really I, I each one of them I've had a special experience on, so it's so hard to say, you know, um and I've had some mountains that have been my I've hated them and loved them at different times, you know? <laughs> yeah. Agreed.
0: Um, so what list, lists or mountains besides the 4Ks have you hiked or are you working on? And what did you enjoy about them specifically? Are you talking about in the white mountains
1: or in the world?
0: Uh, Just anywhere, you know, like major mountains that you've hiked um, or lists that you've done. Okay. Um, well, outside
1: of the White. I have climbed Mount Rainier unguided. Um, That was really amazing. That was uh, back before I started the Notch Hostel and moved up to the White, Um, and I went with a couple friends, and also in the Cascades, I've been out to i have climbed Mount Baker and Mount Silver Star. Mount Baker, we had good weather. Rainier and Silver Star had pretty dismal weather, um, which actually made it a lot more challenging. Um, some I just remember, like, seeing on the way down, the sun came out up on Rainier, and we saw, like, the huge crevasses that we had been walking by on the way up when we had, oh. zero, like, zero visibility, basically. Um, and yeah. I think, like, had I seen those on the way up, I would have been a lot more scared, but <laughs> I saw them on the way down, and I was like, well, I'm on the way down, so it's something I can do. I also yeah. <laughs> att- attempted Mount Hood, but had to turn around um, because of avalanche danger. So I'm really looking forward to going back out to the Cascades uh, and doing some more out there. I've also climbed or I've also done a mountaineering route out in the Alps called the Oat Route, H-A-U-T-E, which is like the high route in French. And um, it basically goes from Mont Blanc to the Matterhorn. Wow, that was incredible it's on you're on glaciers almost the entire time. There's one big section in a valley that we actually just took a taxi around because it's not really it's just like a big slog that you have to get around to get back to the glaciated route um but yeah, I stayed in like these Swiss mountain huts along the way, and uh it was uh it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so those are my two those are my two like favorite also there's been a lot of hiking in Utah. Utah out is my favorite hiking area outside of the northeast. I I mean I haven't that being said, I have not been to Colorado and I really haven't done a ton of other traveling in the US for hiking other than um Utah and the White. So but <laughs> Utah is definitely amazing. I've I would say, um, Each national park is really special and in addition there's Escalante, Utah which was the last place in the continental U.S. to be mapped and it's I almost don't want to talk about it because it's like the secret area of Utah that like hasn't exploded with tourists yet. There's not a lot of actual designated trails there. So I was able to work on a lot of route finding and navigational um, challenges out there that I, I don't experience here, like looking at a vast expanse and trying to find the one crack in it where there's like a canyon entrance that I need to get into to get down into the canyon that I'm. I'm trying to like start my route on like that was like how I started my first hike out there and it took me like a couple hours just to find the entrance.
0: Wow, that feels amazing. Yeah, (laughs)
1: it was it was cool. Zion is amazing. Zion National Park. I would highly recommend the Zion Traverse. You can do it as like a multi-day backpack or you can do it as a Really, really intense uh, trail run, probably single day trail run if you're into that sort of thing. So, um,
0: so you were in the notch hostel in North Woodstock, New Hampshire. How long have you been running the hostel? Um, how has running this hostel changed your perspective on white mountain hiking? The well, the hostel. I
1: so after I climbed Rainier, which I had mentioned earlier, I uh, when I was in the airport on the way back in Seattle Airport, I was reading a book called Aywall on the Appalachian Trail and this book was written by AWOL who um, now publishes the A T guidebook and he was talking about all these hospitals he stayed in along the way on his hike and um I just you know, I'm sitting in the airport, like not wanting to go back to my cubicle job and the city and was like, how do I find a way to just live in the White Mountains? How do I, how do I, how do I find a way to move here before I retire? And then I just all of a sudden had this epiphany go off in my head, this light bulb go off in my head, where I thought like, oh my gosh, I should start a hostel in the White Mountains, and I knew there was already a nice one in Conway, so I, just, I thought like, well, how about Lincoln? You know, it's on the Western White Mountains. Doesn't really have it has a lot of ski culture, not a ton of hiking culture yet. Um, there is the Mountain Wanderer map and bookstore here, which is my favorite store in town. Um, so while I was in the airport, I looked on Zillow and um, found the property that is now the Notch Hostel. <laughs> so wow. It was the o- only only place we looked at. It was just the universe wanted this hostel to happen that's the only way i can describe it i mean <laughs> wow. every single possible hurdle that we could have run into um i mean there's not even any zoning in north woodstock you know so yeah. it, <laughs> it was just it was so amazing and um i opened it with my then spouse and my business partner justin um and we started that together. The Notch Hostel is an 1890 farmhouse that's been converted into a an overnight accommodation. We have both shared rooms and private rooms. We can hold about 30 people. And um, what makes it different than, say, a bed and breakfast is just this idea that, uh, you know, the bathrooms generally are shared. There's a large kitchen that is shared. And then we also have, uh, some rooms that can hold up to you know between five and eight people per room, um, bunk bed style. The first couple years that I was running the hostel, you know we had we had our 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 main clientele has always been hikers. Whether it's people that are on the Appalachian Trail in the summertime or people who are. Uh, traveling from internationally for foliage season or summer you know like European holidays in the summer we get a lot of Europeans um, or just simply New England peak baggers we've got that's like our weekend crowd we're full every weekend pretty much of the whole winter and summer mostly with um, you know AMCers and peak baggers. Um, I will say though that the culture has shifted so we started in 2015 and you know people were working on their 48 you know that's yeah. like the standard 48 4,000 footer list. a lot of times people would you know we'd, we'd get really close with a guest who was coming up all the time working on their 48 they'd finish it we would then you know they'd move on to like the Adirondacks or something we wouldn't really see them anymore. Now, a couple of years ago, well, last year, we noticed a pretty big shift in culture towards more gridding where you try to hike every 4,000-footer in every month, not necessarily all in one year, but we did have an employee, Philip Karsha, who did that last year. And so I think that was... um, a big part of this, at least for the hostel, a big part of this like shift um, yeah, when Phil did his single year grid, he brought the hostel along with him. you know we had tons of guests that hiked with him um, that supported him, and I'm watching a lot of them now on their own quests, whether they're doing um whether they're doing grids or they're doing a four season you know four thousand footers sorry, if they're hiking like the 48 in all four seasons um, for a consecutive year or just everybody's got a different thing. You know, there's like the trail rights, and there's the New England 67, which we had two guests that finished the New England 67 in winter. Um, Just there's so many different lists in right here in this area. And I've noticed that people are really – focusing on the whites in different ways rather than just, like, doing the 48 and then moving on to something else in a different area. So it's great for us, for business, because we, we um, you know, we just, we have, like, so many wonderful regulars, and they just keep coming up all the time. Yeah, um, so, yeah, it's been interesting, and it's it's been really exciting to watch people work on these goals, accomplish these goals, and then literally come right back up the next weekend ready to start something else.
0: Can you tell us more about the panel discussions that you lead at the Not Hostel? When did you start leading them and why? And uh, what's your favorite thing about the discussions?
1: So, the... Panel discussions at the hostel started not this winter but last winter. Um, I I named them fireside chats after Teddy Roosevelt's uh, fireside chats that he used to hold. Um, <laughs> they're like small intimate gatherings in the hostel living room. We do have a projector and a screen there, and we have invited various guests um, from the outdoors community in the Northeast to speak about topics that are relevant to, uh, the outdoor, the white mountain outdoor enthusiast, um, mostly about hiking, but also we have, um, climbers and we've talked about, um, mountaineering, uh, adventures. We had, uh, one person talk about, climbing the Matterhorn after a double knee replacement. We had Michael Blair discussing doing the New England 100 highest in winter. We had uh, one woman, my friend Amy, discuss uh, what it was like to climb El Cap out in Yosemite. Um, And we even had Alex and Sage uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, come and, and participate in the panel discussion where we had female hikers, um, it was actually a, 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 a it was a panel discussion that was focused on topics relevant to the female hiker. We had put out a survey to our uh, female identifying community about um, you know what questions they had um, regarding females on the trail, and that was a really, really powerful talk. Um, that's going to be a kickoff for a whole like mini series we're going to do that focuses specifically on women in the outdoors.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that was really fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having us.
1: It was great having you.
0: I think that my favorite thing
1: about the discussions has been the sense of community that we have been able to grow. Um, There's nothing like looking out and seeing like 30, 40 people gathering in the living room for these like kind of special, um, not exclusive, but you know, these, they're not exclusive, but they're definitely an, an, you know, an intimate gathering that uh, really gives people an opportunity to mingle and meet each other in a way that like you may not get in a larger Um, auditorium-style presentation. Also, just the connections that we've made with the speakers, like even talking to you guys today, this wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had our fireside chat with you. Um, And, you know, as a result, the Terrifying 25 list that – I've gotten more awareness about the list that you all have created, and that's on my to-do list for this summer now. So, you know – it's just there's so many ways that people inspire each other, um, and I just love seeing the community building um, in the Western White Mountains. I, I'm excited to see who, is, who we have lined up for next year. My employee, Philip Karsha, is actually the director of Fireside Chat, so um, he and I are going to be meeting next week to um, talk about the lineup uh, for next winter.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail?
1: Uh, I have. I wouldn't say that it's been worse on the trail than anywhere else in life, Um, just like a normal amount. Um, I have had, you know, on occasion men have, like, made comments, like, rude comments, As I'm walking by, um, usually, or almost basically always when I'm hiking alone, and um, usually in the summer when, you know, I'm not wearing, like, 18 layers and a (laughs) face mask, you know. Um, And, yeah, it's definitely not appreciated, but I also feel perfectly fine with um, replying back that I don't appreciate that, and, and I've never had it, like, Get to anything more than that, um, yeah. yeah. I've, al- I've also I've also um, had a lot of great experiences hiking with men on the trail that are um, like a, 100% platonic, and and found that that hiking is like a really great activity um, for doing with men and and women. Um, I've been on all male mountaineering teams and ice climbing teams and I've always felt included. So, I think for me, it's really about, like, setting boundaries, picking my partners wisely, and, um, you know, not being afraid to speak up if I need to.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, can you tell us now about your most memorable animal encounters on the trails? Yes. Moose.
1: (laughs) Definitely (laughs) moose. Um, And it's and actually, um, I'll just tell one story, which is when I was hiking isolation, and I think I was coming all the way from Stairs Mountain, and it was a really long day. It was the middle of summer, hot, um, and I actually got lost, which seems kind of weird because it's just one trail, but it turned out that I was like hiking down some sort of herd path. Um, without realizing it for a little while, and um, just as I was sort of like realizing that I was not going the right way and that I'd gotten off trail, um, I I looked up and
0: right in front of me
1: was a gigantic moose skeleton.
0: Oh. We're talking
1: like like jaw wide open, you know like all the teeth were sh- like still intact in the jaw. Um the the ribs were partially buried in the ground but like still, you know, like most of them sticking up and limbs everywhere. I mean, I had never seen anything like it. Wow It was I mean, I still think like man, you know, if I had a bigger backpack, I should have like carried that skeleton out. I mean, <laughs> but was it awesome. was it was so cool. It was Gosh. so cool. I still remember it. And and that was back. That was a long time ago, um before I even had a smartphone. So I just took like this terrible photo of it with my flip phone and like it just you know basically doesn't i don't have i but the photo will always the picture will always be in my mind forever (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's
0: really cool um so do you prefer hiking solo or with a group of people
1: i think i i prefer hiking solo well i love to hike with my dog so i don't know if that counts as solo or not um generally solo um just i can go at my own pace However, yeah. um, I would. I, but however, I love hiking with others as well, and I um, have had some of my most, you know, memorable conversations uh, with close friends while out hiking. So I think for me, it's important to mix it up and do both. Um, I am not really a fan of hiking in large groups, just because it just ends up, like, taking a long time.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm,
1: I'm, like, by nature, I'm a little bit, like, impatient, so I just want to go. Um, but, yeah. Also, I do like to go off on, like, little side adventures and things like that, which not everybody appreciates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
1: But for my dog, she
0: doesn't mind. What's next? Do you have any specific hiking-related plans for the future? Um, yeah, I think the Terrifying twenty
1: five uh yeah (laughs) for this summer i've done some of the hikes on there but not all of them and um in fact like a lot i was just looking at it before this podcast before this interview and um there's just a lot on there that i'm excited about um and even just returning to some like the six husbands trail i did that a long time ago but i haven't done it in years so um really special areas of the whites that are listed on there, like the castle ravine area. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I, you know, with the, with the COVID-19 pandemic and all that happening, I, I, um, I've pretty much, I've let go of any plans to travel outside of this area this year. Um, I had planned on going back to Utah and, spending, like, a month in a canyon in Estelante, but <laughs> I'll probably go back and do that next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I also, I mean, you know, I'd also like to finish up my section. I have a few sections of AT left in, in Maine, just a couple, um, including the 100-mile wilderness. So I would like to finish that up, um, and then a few sections in New Hampshire as well. It would be nice to... Um, to button that up. I think that would probably be a, an okay thing to do this summer.
0: Sounds like you got a lot of great things planned. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now some questions unrelated to hiking. Um, What's your favorite food?
1: Definitely pasta with pesto. Oh, uh, ooh, I love that
0: too. Yeah.
1: But it has to be my dad's homemade pesto. We're Italian and we have a recipe that's been passed down for generations and nice. I would say uh, the Pesto Genovese from the, from the Basso family is uh, is where it's at for me.
0: Cool. <laughs> it sounds really good. Uh, what's your favorite non-hiking related book?
1: Definitely Harry Potter. The yes. whole series.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: That's an easy question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you could either fly or be invisible, which would you choose and why? I would choose to fly. Cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Because I've got nothing to hide.
0: All right. <laughs> okay. uh, dogs or cats?
1: Dogs, definitely. Yeah. Got one right next to me. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Chips or popcorn?
1: Chips, but they've got to be blue corn chips. Cool. Okay. They're healthier than regular corn chips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um or Swiss? Tudor. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> and if you had to pick either summer hiking or winter hiking in the whites, which would you choose? That's a really tough
1: question because there are so many pros to both. Um, I almost yeah. wrote. I almost. I almost would say winter hiking because. I'm so short and like it's a lot easier to hike in the winter cuz the snow just like smooths out all the roots, all the boulders and oh yeah, <laughs> steps. I don't I don't have to like lift my feet up as much <laughs> and also the you know the dazzling beauty of of the snow on the mountains in winter and um the isolation as well there's not as many people um, that being said, I mean, you know, you just—I—I I was born. My birthday's in August. I think I'm a summer baby. And uh, you really, for me, I just cannot beat, you know, taking a nap on West Bond in the, on a lazy August afternoon. Um, it just doesn't get much better than that. Longer, <laughs> longer uh, sunlight hours too. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with summer.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. That's fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. This was great. Yeah, thanks. This is perfect.
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate you talking with me, and thanks for the inspiration both on this podcast and um, when we met at The Notch um, just a couple months ago. I'm sure I'll see you out there on the trails this summer.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thank you. you. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.